In fact, it would be so wonderful, so overwhelmingly filled with joy, he says, the former things will not be remembered. Picture whatever, whatever sorrow it is that you face. Many of us carry sorrows, the loss of a loved one. Someone who dies young, maybe those who have suffered through a miscarriage, carry that through their life. Will we ever get past it? That it can actually be said that the, the worst suffering, the worst sorrow that you have ever faced or will ever face will be nothing more than like that time when you were two years old and someone knocked over that little toy tower. You won't even think on it. The glory that is ours will be so great. Following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock-solid hope in rim country. November 17th. 2019, Isaiah 65, 17-25. Isn't it funny how small children can so quickly get over something? Someone can do something as insignificant seemingly as knocking down a tower that they built and they will be suddenly in tears. And suddenly nothing matters except that somebody knocked down their tower. Nothing matters that isn't until... We tell them it's time for a cake or a story or a snack and suddenly they forget their tears and they're happy and they're on to the next thing. Do you ever wish that you could handle all of life's troubles in that kind of way? To just not only get past it, but to completely be beyond it and forget about it and be enjoying something new. Doesn't it seem that there are things that will happen because of the the pains, the setbacks, the sorrows that we face that seems like we'll never get over. I know a man that lost everything. He worked hard and compiled a, a small fortune for his family and felt secure, but because of a single financial blunder, lost not just a toy tower, he lost it all. You can imagine the, the agony as he stayed up during the night, wondering, worried, frantic. I know a man who, though he was older, would weep like a two-year-old. It wasn't over something small. He had lost his wife, and it was an experience he just couldn't get past because it was in his home, and he, he wanted to do something to help, but he couldn't, and he couldn't forget what had happened years, years later. I also know another who was crushed, absolutely crushed, because his daughter who was very young, died. And he was just living with, if only, if only I had done, and he thought about what he could have done to prevent his daughter's death. How do you get past that? And of course, there are those who suffer chronic illness, that know life will never be the same. Those who have lost a loved one, that even though good times might come, that's always, always there to, to bring that sorrow, that reminder, life will never be the same without the person they lost. How can one ever forget or move beyond that? How can life ever be filled with the same joy? Well, we see in God's word, God tells us, not only will he carry us through that sorrow, but it will be so wonderful, so amazing that it will be as if we forgot our previous hurts. We will have life instead of death. We will have satisfaction instead of frustration, rejoicing instead of sorrow. And that's what we consider this morning as we see our God's promise in Isaiah chapter 65, how God's new creation 
removes all frustration. People of Isaiah's day were certainly facing a lot of frustration. They were hard hit by it. Isaiah had told them that Jerusalem would be destroyed and the temple would be destroyed. And yes, the, the faithful remnant of believers, they weren't expecting any better. They knew, they knew that they did not deserve relief from this trouble. In fact, uh, because of their sin, they even confessed, all of us have become like one who is unclean. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. And yet, they held to God's promise. They knew that amazing, beautiful picture that God says that he will take away our sins. They heard of the, the suffering servant, the Holy One, Christ. And they heard, just as we read two chapters before this, how that suffering servant would take our sorrows and he would take our sins and he himself would bear them all for us. And that by his wounds we would find healing and forgiveness. They knew that. And so you can imagine their frustration when they still felt like they were suffering under the curse and weight of sin. And they cry out, Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are your people. Can't we sometimes relate to that? When we are facing the sorrows and the pains of sin, we too know that it's all put on Christ. He has taken away the punishment. By his wounds we are healed. Know that God doesn't punish us for our sin. And yet, don't we often have to wonder how much, how long until we're past this suffering and the effects of sin? That's where we see God's answer here in Isaiah 65 for all of his people. He tells them, basically, not only have I taken away your sin, but I will take away all of its pain and all of it's hurt as well. God says, behold, as he's going to do something that should be entirely unexpected. Isaiah 65, verse 17 and following, we read, Behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. God is going to bring about a restoration for his people, one which will be unlike what we have experienced with this sin-cursed world. It will be a new one. In fact, it would be so wonderful, so overwhelmingly filled with joy, he says, the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Can we even imagine that? Picture whatever, whatever sorrow it is that you faced. Many of us carry sorrows, the loss of a loved one. Someone who dies young, maybe those who have suffered through a miscarriage, carry that through their life. Will we ever get past it? Here God says, the former things, they wouldn't be even worth contemplating. You're not even going to consider this life and its sorrows right now. That's what the Apostle Paul says when he reminds us, I don't consider our present suffering even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us in Christ. Can you imagine that? That it can actually be said that the, the worst suffering the worst sorrow that you have ever faced or will ever face will be nothing more than like that time when you were two years old and someone knocked over that little toy tower. You won't even think on it. 
the glory that is ours will be so great. The former things will not be remembered. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem, God says, to be a delight, and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. First of all, take note that God still calls them my people. Even though they were facing setbacks and suffering and sorrows, even though they were crying out to him, wondering when it would end, they were still God's own people. They still, through faith, belonged to their Lord. And it's the same with you. When you face sorrow, when you face your your greatest grief and pain, and you wonder if you will ever get past it, remember that. God still calls you his own. Through baptism, he put his name on you. You belong to him. He purchased you with his own blood. You are, through faith, the people of God, even in the midst of sorrow. But that sorrow will not last, for he says, the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Forever, no more sorrow. Forever, no more pain. This is the picture of God's people who through faith have made it through the trials of this life and stand in his new creation forever free from pain. God removes all things that hurt and harm. God himself says he is going to make them delight and take joy. And he himself will delight in his people. This is the picture of God's kingdom. His saints, all of us, who are holy through faith in Christ, triumphant. It's the picture of where you stand for all eternity. It's what will happen when Christ returns. It's what your loved ones who died in Christ now possess and realize. What about, what about now, you might say? What about while we're going through this time of sorrow? Well, the following verses speak to that. What he speaks of here is already a part of his new creation. God says, Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. See, in, in God's new creation, those who are born again are a new creation in Christ. Life goes on. That child who died at just a few days, but was born again into the kingdom of God, lives forever through Christ and is alive. And from old to young, those who die, Jesus says, whoever believes in me will live even though they die. God's new creation means life never ends. Though the body may perish, life does not end. One may fall asleep, but they will wake and be with God forever in glory. We have that new life now, and it is ours into eternity. And so he says, the old man who does not live out his years, who dies at a hundred, will be thought a mere youth. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. In God's kingdom, in his new creation, those who have reached even the greatest length of years in this life have only begun to live. But they will live into eternity. Whoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. So God says, rejoice forever in what he is creating, in what his people possess. And how will we rejoice? 
there will be nothing to harm. We will rejoice forever in God's new creation because there will be nothing to cause frustration. God will forever remove all things that frustrate. He says, they will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build and others live or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree will be the days of my people, my chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. Nothing will come like we know now to cause pain or harm or take away. The things we strive for in this life, very temporary. But the things we hold in Christ, everlasting. And not angels or demons or the powers of hell, nothing can take that away from what we now hold in Christ. And he says, They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. They will be a people blessed by the Lord. Those who are part of God's new creation and who bring their children through baptism to have that gift of the Spirit and faith know that those children who die, even after a few days, are not born to misfortune, but are blessed by the Lord and blessed into eternity. And right now we might be frustrated as we wonder, does God hear our prayers? But we don't need to be because we're in the new creation. And he promises that he hears you even before you pray. He says, before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. You have, as part of God's new creation now, a perfect connection to your God who hears your thoughts and prayers and cries. And someday, in that new creation's fulfillment, you will see him as we face to face. Perfect access to God. And then finally, the picture concludes, the wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. The devil, shut out, his food will be dust. He will not harm anymore. But this picture of perfect harmony and peace, where you never would expect it, is seen already in God's church. The peace that we have with our God and with one another, the peace won by Christ and forgiveness of sins, and it's the everlasting peace that will be ours in the new creation. Never again will sin cause division. Never again will there be hurt, frustration, sorrow, or pain. No more sorrow. No more pain. Forever. God removes all things that frustrate. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, the Lord. That man that lost everything. He knows he's part of God's new creation, that he possesses everything in Christ. And that man who was lamenting, if only, if only, as he lamented the loss that he faced, and if he could have prevented it, he knows that he can also say, Jesus only, and in him only will I find my solution and my joy. And all the rest who suffer loss, pain, sorrow, physical sufferings that seem to rob joy out of this life, know that in Christ we will forever rejoice. And all the pains of this life, all sorrows, even the worst, won't be even worth contemplating when he makes his new creation. And your God, who calls you his own through faith, takes delight in you. And you will rejoice forever in what he creates as God's creation removes all frustration. Amen.